Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. Hi, everybody. It is the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill. We are breaking down the Miami Dolphins game, although obviously... This game does not matter. This sport does not matter. It is very easy to overlook the importance of football in our lives because we're all very passionate about it and we all enjoy it so much and we all get so mad about the stupidest stuff. But in the wake of what happened on Monday night against the Bills to DeMar Hamlin, we're obviously here uh, much more concerned about what happened in a football game. Rich, how you doing, buddy? You hanging in there? Yeah, it's definitely it's uh, it's it's difficult. You know, I, I think so much of what our fandom is about is team focus. You know, like you, you choose a team and you focus on supporting that team in whatever way you can. I think like the biggest shift that I've had in my coverage of the Patriots is how much more I care about the players as individuals and their trajectories and like their successes and their emotions. And to see, uh, you know, Demar Hamlin, Bill's safety, uh, made a tackle on T. Higgins and then went into cardiac arrest and has been at the hospital uh, with a ventilator. It really, uh, it really speaks to the import of viewing every single person involved in this sport as the people that they are. And hearing the emotions coming from all of the his teammates, all of the other players on the Bengals, players around the league, former players, to hear how much this one solitary moment has affected everyone throughout the league, I, I have a hard time under like in processing what this true impact will be. Um, and I, I think that it's it's hard to process anything while we're still going through it. And, and right now, uh, Hamlin remains at the hospital, uh, recovering, uh, slowly improving, but still definitely uh, in critical condition. And so uh, it's hard. It, it's hard to talk about, uh, you know, Patriots against Dolphins or, you know, next week, Patriots against the Bills uh, when something that's so clearly vastly more important has occurred. Uh, and, and it's hard to think of anything else. No, it's true. I mean, this is a this is a child's game played by human beings. And the number of times I have seen a Patriots player go down and my first thoughts always, I hope he's available next week so that when they play, as opposed to be like, I hope like he's okay. Um, and that was always like a knee injury or an ankle injury where like there was zero chance there was any kind of serious long repercussions beyond like maybe a limp when they're older. Uh, you know, when something like this happens, it's just a it shouldn't take something like this to shift perspective, but but it always it always tends to be the case. Uh, the good news is I am hearing that he's slowly and steadily on the rise. 
His uncle was out with the media, I think, earlier this morning, and he said he was on 100% oxygen. He's now down to 50% oxygen, which is a good thing, so he's breathing more on his own, but he's not out of the woods yet. Uh, Obviously, all our focus is on that. I know we're supposed to break down this Dolphins game, Rich. I don't really have a lot to say about it. I haven't really thought about it since Monday night. Um, You know, They're supposed to play the Bills on Sunday with playoff implications on the line. Who knows if that's even going to happen? Um, you know, I think obviously you, you play the game and you have to kind of keep going. And I, I guarantee you, if DeMar Hamlin was conscious, he would be like, get out there and win one. I don't think he'd want everyone to stop on his account. All, all signs point to him being just a phenomenal young man. He's got this charity. It's got $4 million donated to it. His, his toy drive, which is amazing. The support he's being shown. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And you said it so well, it's just like this, just this game is an important as a game. It's, it's just, it's, it's more a collection of human beings with the opportunity to live out their dream. And there are so few people in the world that get to do that, live out their dream and do what they've been doing and dreaming of doing since they were three years old, running around the backyard with a Nerf football. And when someone like this goes down, who's having such a good season coming out of nowhere, it's a six round pick out of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it just breaks your heart. And um, you know, um, if, if you're a praying person, please be offer all prayers possible for the man. And uh, hopefully I have some good news this week. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think the best thing that we can do right now is, like, also talk about that charity. Uh, he started the Chasing M's Foundation when he was a senior at, at Pittsburgh, or he started this toy drive uh, when he was a senior at Pittsburgh. And he set a $2,500 goal uh, to raise money for a community toy drive. And, you know, he continued it in his first year in the league. Um, it's actually over $6 million now. So there's something that I feel like is truly special about the team relationships between the Bengals and the Bills, because uh, a few years back, uh, before the Bills were actually a very good team, uh, they were known as the worst team in the league um, or just had the most misfortune. They were just never, ever, they had the longest playoff drought in football. And the Bengals were playing the Ravens. Uh, Andy Dalton was the quarterback of the Bengals at the time. Bengals had literally nothing to play for. And the Bills needed the Ravens to lose in order to make their first postseason berth in like 20 years. And uh, Bengals were on like fourth and 17 or something like that. Dalton chucked it up. Uh, I want to say it was Tyler Boyd, uh, but someone on the Bengals caught it, scored a touchdown on it, beat the Ravens and sent the Bills to their very first postseason uh, in in, in a long, long time. And Bills fans' response was just the most generous outpouring of support to uh, Andy Dalton's charitable foundation they donated tens of thousands of dollars to his foundation as a thank you for sending them to their first playoff spot and i think ever since that moment bengals and bills fans have had a sense of unity uh and to have this be uh the two teams on the field when this happened to damar hamlin um it was very obvious that this is how Bengals fans were going to respond. Uh, Bengals fans found the charity. They, uh, you know, elevated it. The rest of the league took over, you know, famous celebrities are donating like tens of thousands of dollars to it. Uh, The money, like when Damar Hamlin wakes up and sees the outpouring of support and love and the kindness and the gestures from everyone around the league and outside of the football community where they've all, people have come together to show their support for him. Uh, I think it'll be a special moment for him to see all of that. Um, But just wanting to emphasize that everyone can go to the GoFundMe, uh, looking for the Chasing M's Foundation, donate a little bit as well, show your support there. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think that this is just a testament to the, the whole football as a family kind of mentality 
uh, where uh, there, there are no team boundaries when it comes to these sorts of occasions. And uh, I, I could not, I, I th- I'm, I'm getting a little choked up right now. I, I think seeing the, just the outpouring of support, uh, I feel like shows the, the light that this community can bring together uh, when the, everyone's number is called. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys... It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Yeah, man. And then there, there, there's so many times throughout my life I've just thought, like, to myself, sports, man. Like, sports. I know people bash it as just, like, meatheads playing this stupid game, be it, be it soccer, football, baseball, whatever. But the number of just, like, purely beautiful pure moments that sports have generated between like family members who like with generational team fandom where uh, someone finally does something big or a team finally wins it or just a universal language where you could be in the middle of like the jungle in Zimbabwe and you see a guy with a Red Sox hat on and you're like hey Sox fan and you immediately have a the common ground and the 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 the, the, the feats that that athletes accomplish on the field in the wake of tragedy you know, like the Brett Favre with his with the in 2004 when his father died and he threw like four TDs against the Raiders, you know, and or just just the way that people come to support athletes. I'm thinking about Leah Stills with the Patriots played the Bengals a while back and and all the support she got. Um, sports are just beautiful. They're a beautiful thing. Um, I'm it's such a joy to be a part of the sports community, even in this small capacity. Um, and and when people like this show up for each other, uh, it is a wonderful thing. Uh, again, Rich, I, I really feel. Like we shouldn't have anything to say about this Patriots Dolphins game, but I imagine folks are tuning into this podcast to hear about the Patriots Dolphins and not to hear you and I get all blubbery over how awesome people are. Um, so again, uh, my, my thoughts are always with Hamlin. I'm sure your thoughts are too. Um, we'll, we'll keep it quick because again, there's way more important things going on right now than, than a football game, but uh, the Patriots did beat the Dolphins, Rich. They hung on. They're still in the playoff hunt. If they win against the Bills on Sunday, if the game even happened to know at this point, um, they're in it. Uh, you know, the, the the season for for so many reasons, some significantly more important than others, obviously, just took a very interesting turn. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, Patriots got a little bit of help uh, around the league as well when it comes to uh, reaching the postseason. Like, obviously, they needed to beat the Dolphins. It was a must win. They had to do this or they would have been eliminated. Um, Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater broke his finger, so they'll likely be with their third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson, against the Jets, and the Jets lost to the Seahawks. And so the Patriots' path to the postseason, if they lose to the Bills, 
uh, requires the Jets to beat the Dolphins. And things are kind of trending in that direction that the Jets should have the advantage with their strong defense um, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, they're a little bit healthier than the Dolphins at this time. Patriots need the Raiders to lose. That happened. Uh, and so Patriots path to the the playoffs here, uh, obviously beat the Bills, they're in if that game happens. Uh, otherwise, they need three things to happen if they lose. Jets to beat the Dolphins. They need the Jaguars to beat the Titans. And uh, they, they need the Steelers to lose to the Browns. Those are the three things that they need to have happen. Um, all very possible. Uh, Jaguars have been one of the hottest teams in the league as of late. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has really elevated. It's one of those performances that I think that uh, over the back half of the season, we'll look at this is when Trevor Lawrence elevated his game to be one of the top flight quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, he's been exceptional with Jacksonville, really a testament to both his development as well as the coaching staff that really have like found that switch and that mesh for him. Um, but yeah, Patriots, they looked fine against the Dolphins. Uh, again, like <laughs> Almost didn't make, pull it off at the end there, but you know it was relatively comfortable. They're up twenty three fourteen with about four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, so that's nearly insurmountable. But you know, Patriots have lost in spectacular fashion the past few weeks, so the fact that they held on to the Dolphins was a relief. Uh, Mac Jones looked kind of iffy in the first half; uh, was missing receivers left and right. Uh, but they finally got Tyquan Thornton involved. Uh, they, he was the leading receiver, both from a yardage perspective as well as a snap perspective. So it seems like the team will be leaning on him moving forward. Um, they, for whatever reason, rebenched Kendrick Bourne after his explosive performance the prior week. Um, Alec, I don't know. I, it, it is one of those. It's hard to like really think about like what does this mean. Um, but I, I, I feel like uh, like within the greater scheme of things, but. I think that the offense is what we've seen all year long. Uh, Kyle Duggar saved the team with a defensive touchdown uh, yet again, uh, because otherwise the Patriots would have only put up like what, 16, 17 points. Um, so another just very weak performance in general by the offense, but they pulled it off to stay, keep their season alive. Yeah. I mean, I think that we, we, we have found the formula for a Patriots victory and it is play a backup quarterback and register a pick six. Um, if you can do both of those two things in a week, you're probably going to barely speak out a victory. Because uh, that's kind of how they want. I mean, I'm trying to think back over the season of how many actual legitimate starting quarterbacks they've beaten as opposed to backups. Uh, not that many. They beat Zach Wilson, but he's kind of a backup now. So I'm going to, they, they, you know, it just, I, I don't think they they do well against starting quarterbacks. They, I, I wonder if two was in against the, the Patriots. They They lose that game. I think probably because Bridgewater had him moving the ball pretty well. Bridgewater is as mobile a quarterback as Tua is. But again, they won. They hung on. And it's tough. Like, they they put together, I think, a couple of their better drives of the season. They scored their first opening drive touchdown since Minnesota. Their second opening drive touchdown of the entire season. And then there was that long drive toward the end of the game where they need to kind of close it out and they scored there on a touchdown. So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's very frustrating to see these kind of flashes of, of brilliance or not brilliance. That's way too strong a term. There's flashes of competence, <laughs> competence um, coupled by just sandwich between just three and outs and run for two yards, incompletion, incompletion punts. We just see all the time, um, you know, I'm very excited the Patriots are still alive in the postseason. I'm glad you laid out those scenarios because I think they are all possible. My The one I'm concerned about is I can see the Browns beating the Steelers just because that would knock them out of playoff contention, and that's all the Browns have to play for. 
But again, Rich, you know, the I guess the the perennial kind of pessimist in me says to myself, all right, let's say the Patriots sneak into the playoffs as the the seven seed. They have to go to Buffalo again um, if the Bills are in the two seed or they have to go to Kansas City, most likely, and just get slapped around by one of two of the two, the two best teams in the NFL. So all I'm really doing with the Patriots postseason berth is just delaying the beatdown that they're going to get and just one more loss to deal with. Obviously, at the postseason, you never know. Teams sneak in. But, I mean, if there's ever a team that deserves to win a Super Bowl, it's the Buffalo Bills for a million reasons. And holy crap, are they going to be motivated to, to, to do a lot of damage in the postseason. And um, the Pats could be the first stop on that on that that kind of DeMar redemption tour, for lack of a better term. And it'll be tough to be in the way of that. Uh, and it'll be hard, honestly, for me not to be kind of rooting for the Bills in that situation, if I'm also being honest. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think it's one of those circumstances, too, where it's like, I don't want the Patriots in the playoffs. <laughs> it's just, I was like, I don't want to have to cover this team for another week. Uh, Cause this is probably the least enjoyable Patriots team uh, in a very long time, because like, at least in like 2020 with like Cam Newton, it was the first year after the Tom Brady era. And uh, in 2009, it was like, Oh, this is the first year back from the torn ACL. We'll see what's going on. Matt Castle, 2008, like, that was like a very rootable team for like a team you could really root for. This is just like a team that plays sloppily. That is not exciting to watch on offense that like uh, to your point about like, they can't beat good quarterbacks. Like it's true from a record perspective, but like they did a pretty good job against Joe Burrow. Uh, They've done a pretty good job against Josh Allen, Uh, even against the Raiders where they let up a lot of points, Derek Carr, like, Six of it was not their fault at the the very, very end of the game. Uh, and then also, like, the blocked punt led to an easy touchdown. So, like, that wasn't really on the defense as well. Uh, Minnesota, they had a punt return. Like, special teams has been atrocious this year. I think they've been very fortunate that the Patriots offense has been a total dumpster fire uh, because this has been arguably the worst special teams unit of the Belichick era as well. So perfect convergence there. Um, I, I just imagine that there will be a lot of changes for this Patriots coaching staff next year. Uh where I wouldn't be surprised if Joe judge goes back to lead the special teams unit. Maybe Bill O'Brien comes in on offense. Like there just has to be a true shakeup here uh, because they're just so underperforming and I don't want them in the playoffs because they're just like not an exciting team to watch. I'd much rather watch uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars try to knock off the chiefs. Right? I try to like any team that can put up more than 20 points on offense. <laughs> That's all I want in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, uh, it just wouldn't be exciting to see like the Patriots just go three and out over and over to see no adjustments on offense. Uh, just to get like be like, I'd rather watch the bills score uh, every single drive against the Patriots. Like they did last, like two games of last year. Uh, if it meant that you could have some hope for this Patriots offense. And uh, there just is not that case this year. The cavalry isn't coming. And I want this season to end as soon as possible for the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> No, to that end, Rich, I mean, do you see any chance that the Patriots – I mean, again, I think you were talking before our podcast started that uh, Mike Reese was maybe hinting at there there may not may not even be a Patriots-Bills game this Sunday. Is, is that what you're hearing or is that what the rumors are? Are there still kind of speculation in that respect? Yeah, that was the speculation from Mike Reese is that, uh, you know, what are the actual important games to be played? And uh, Bills-Bengals, I know that they're like, we're, we're not going to play it this week, but like who knows when that might – actually take place uh that holds much more import than patriots bills as it relates to like 
teams that can actually contend. <laughs> um, like those teams plus the Chiefs are probably the only ones that are can like have a real chance of representing the AFC and to not have that matchup to decide who should have home field advantage should they face each other. I feel like uh, is something that is necessary in the grander scheme of the season. Um, but I, I also think that like, I don't know, uh, this is just me from a personal standpoint. If the Patriots and the Bills said, you know what, like let's Bills have gone through so much, like they need some like time. Like it's hard. Like I can't imagine being a Bills player right now and being expected to like play in week 18 while like your brother is, is uh, by the way, there's been a, an update while we've been recording um, that they've gotten promising readings overnight, hoping to uh, that they had been hoping to see um, progress is being made. Um, and so I couldn't imagine being one of his teammates and being expected to play this week. And I, like, if I'm the Patriots too, I'd be like, we'll just call it a draw or we'll just like cancel it. Like we don't need to play this game. Like it, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even think that they would need to replace it with a Bill's Bengals game. Like just call it a draw. They don't, they don't, or just cancel it. This doesn't have to happen. Yeah. I mean, this won't be the first time either that the teams played a disparate number of games throughout the course of the season. And again, like this game, it's funny. Cause I, I do think, you know, had Monday night not unfolded as tragically as it had, I think the Bengals actually did have a path to the one seed as well. If they won out and bills and Kansas city lost out, I believe. So since he was in that conversation, so that game has mil- oh, not millions, but, but the much more significant playoff implications, I mean, would, would I would I be upset if I didn't have to watch the Patriots play the Bills? Um, no. Um, again, like, I think if I, I think if the Bills do play uh, again, I, it, it would be so awesome if if Demar Hamlin got to watch that game in some capacity on Sunday and everyone knew he was watching the game. Um, but like, do you want this? Kind of reminds me of the time when the Falcons played the Saints, the first game back in the Superdome after Katrina, and the Falcons just got destroyed. And everyone couldn't have been happier about it, including the Falcons, honestly. Um, you know, the Patriots are just coming in to a team that is going to be uh, emotionally reeling and possibly emotionally motivated to to win one for their brother. And, yeah, if, if they cancel it, then that's cool. I'll be very curious to see how that, that turns out. Um, but in terms of, like, any kind of pregame analysis, what the Patriots are going to do strategically to beat the Bills um, – to be honest, I don't really have anything in me to to really give any kind of prediction on that because I, I just don't think they can, A, and I don't think it really matters, B. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and, like, from a broader playoff perspective, like, Patriots win and they're in, but, like, of all of the other scenarios, like, they can – the league can afford to wait to see, like, how the, the Jets and Dolphins and Browns and Steelers games go to, like, figure out, like, okay, should, like – I know that there's like a Bengals Ravens game that like would also be in flux if they wanted to like move things around, but like the, the, uh, the Ravens are like in the playoffs, but like, they're not going to be able to beat the, the Bengals necessarily. Like it's one of those where it's like of all of the games, this Patriots bills game has to happen the least (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. And so, um, we will probably have an update later in the week. The league is still trying to figure out what they want to do um, with the the games this week. Um, if they're like, if it will continue or what that will look like. Um, but I don't know, Alec, I, I have no more thoughts uh, on this Patriots Dolphins game. It's not even worth really breaking down in my mind. Uh, I'm, I'm just having my, my thoughts and, and just hoping for uh, some positive news for DeMar Hamlin. 
No, I agree, man. I think we should, you know, kind of call it here and 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 hope the week unfolds for would be great news. And, and my my dream scenario would be, you know, Demar Hamlin watching the game live or even at the stadium. Uh, that that'd be an absolute dream scenario. But as long as he's his awake and able to watch the Bills. Uh, play the Patriots. That is a massive, massive win for me. Um, but just for the sake of continuity, this is the last game of the season. Possibly you and I are going to predict. Uh, if you got anything you want to predict, just for the hell of the Patri- uh, Patriots versus Bills. I don't know if you want to make a score prediction, but this is your opportunity if you want to do it. <laughs> I got nothing on it, and I don't think it's really worth doing. Uh, right. And so uh, I just, yeah, thoughts with Hamlin and his family. Um, Alec, I got no other things to talk about here. Until next time, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See you. Thank you.